But once it's up, she'll come back down and be ready to defend the stairs. Elviva going to preemptively dip uh, her two short swords in the snake venom from the hydra. Ooh, good call. Nice. <laughs> Which she does this and then is like, and I want to get close to that weird thing. But hey, if I do, I'll stab her. <laughs> How long would you say we have, out of curiosity? Do we have ten minutes? Uh, I would... S- what is it you're trying to do? I want to know if I have time to catch a ri- cast a ritual or if I need to cast this as a regular spell. I'd say you could probably get away with a casting as a ritual. Okay, uh, then I am going to cast Water Walk on the party. Yeah! Ooh, Ooh. good idea. Smart. And yeah, up to ten willing creatures I can see within range. Very cool. Artie is gonna prep a spell just for when we start. <laughs> okay, could you tell me what that spell is and what you're gonna do? Because when you prep an action, what that means is you prepare to use it, and it will be consumed either way, and then you use your reaction to trigger it. He's gonna use Well of Water to block whichever direction people start to come from first. Hell yeah. Make it come narrower. Is this specifically where you'd like to stand as well? Uh, I believe so. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, like, where are we going to organize ourselves here for this? Uh, This is like at the end of Left 4 Dead. (laughs) I am also going to cast Freedom of Movement on Artie. Good idea. I'm going to pull out of my cloak just a whole-ass bear trap. (laughs) That is a thing I have in my inventory. Hell yeah. And so I'm going to have to find a place to put it down, which is where I wanted to find out where we're planning to be standing. But basically, I'm going to pick a place and put a bear trap down. Okay, cool. And the one other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do at least one roll of my old bag of tricks and see if I get someone who's combat capable. Oh, yes, please. If I don't, I won't bring the whole gang. Also, I see that you've added them all. Bless, bless your heart. Thank you. No worries. Okay. Jill, you will recall that your Sphinger spirit has recharged. Yeah. Good news, everybody. We got a brown bear. Fuck Ooh. yeah. I don't oh, know if shit. we've ever got the bear, because I don't remember. It doesn't seem to have a name. You know, I think we may have actually got the bear for the first time during the crystal stuff. Yeah, the bear got stuck in the wall. Uh, yeah, it did. Shit, what did we call it? All of them have names except the bear. Winifred. Yeah. Winifred the Public Domain Bear? (laughs) Alright, Winifred the Public Domain Bear joins the fight. (laughs) I mean, I guess, so so this area is open on all sides. Uh, You expect the cultists to come from where I've put my marker just now at the very bottom. Okay, so back the way that we came in, yes? Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess we might as well set up at a bit of a distance so we can get some ranged attacks off. Agreed. But uh, other than that, I don't particularly know where is better than others. I guess if we have, so you, we have water walking? Yeah, we have water walk now. So basically this is all, this terrain is all as the crow flies. Cool. I wonder then if it's good to stand on water, because if they try and get in our business, they have to go through the water. Yeah, in that event with these two, we've kind of got a choke point here then uh, between these two columns where Mm -hmm. the water comes in and then they'd have to go like significantly around that. So I I will state for y'all's benefit and everyone's benefit, crossing the water is difficult terrain. Cool. But not for us. Yeah, because we just walk on top of it. Yes, not for you though. Yeah, then I think 
We probably want to keep this midpoint here where we've got these ruins that are kind of making, creating a couple of funnels. And I think we want to make those sort of where we're doing most of our defense, defense, defensing, defending, defensing. <laughs> How long can you make a wall of water, Artie? It's a concentration spell. Yeah, no, no. I mean, how physically long can the bear can the wall be? Not how long can you hold it. Oh, how physically long? Uh, thirty feet. Just thirty? Okay. It's thirty feet long, ten feet high, and one foot thick. Or a ringed wall up to twenty feet in diameter, twenty feet high, and one foot thick. Okay, because here's here's what I want to do. Uh, I want to put out a blade barrier. And that can be a hundred feet long, and I kind of want to be able to use your wall of water to make that to and layer it behind that. So Ooh. we've got some like, so it's more difficult terrain for them to get through, which means they will spend longer within the range of the blade barrier. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. I love it. Yeah. Did you have something specific in mind? Well, I mean, I can make it pretty long, so. You set out where you want the where you want to put the wall of water first, and we can set up the blade barrier like kind of around that. I was just gonna block that first section where Alviva had the trap. I wanted to block that so it would force them to walk walk over it. Oh, you want to do it pretty far back. Did you want to do it more forward? I think we want to do it more forward so we've got a bit more of a funnel going on. Just to kind of slow them down and give us more opportunity to uh to to do longer uh attacks. Okay. So we could do it like closer to where the entrance is because that's like a good like we've got a good like hundred fifteen feet between where you're set up, where you're set up on top of those battlements to where the cultists come in. The thing is that I just want to make sure that we are using this space pretty well, because if we put if we put our battlements like halfway through this map, then we've only got about 50 feet between uh, the cultists and the unicorn. Yeah, let me let me suggest this. The cultists probably will have to cross the bridge. Mm -hmm. The bridge looks like it's about 15 feet long or like uh, uh, the entrance. So if you put the wall of water across the bridge and then put the Oh, yeah. Do you think like across the length of the bridge or like on one side of the bridge? Uh, it, it looked, I thought that, uh, Anna said that they have to cross the bridge probably to get to us, either that or, like, waiting for There the are water. so many ways to get to you. Yeah, that's the problem. You could do something like block the bridge with a wall of water, which mm -hmm. kind of will force them to go, I think if I'm reading the map right, they have oh, to yeah, go along the left side. So then if you put your blade wall along the left side of the land, then they have to choose to either try and go through the wall of water to get over the bridge, or they have to walk through the wall of blades. I feel like that's probably about the best we can do. I like that. Yeah, yeah. or across the water, which will also slow them down. Okay, um, then I'm going to set my blade barrier up uh, basically on sort of a diagonal so that it is essentially covering the left side of the river, like the riverbank all the way up to sort of where the forest starts, so that will do that. And then we've got the wall of water down there at the bridge. You know what's funny is that on the other side of the wall of blades, there's a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bear back there. Hey, so the text says that I need to be within 60 feet. Should I move? No, you stay put, but you can move the wall of water. Uh, tell you what, move the wall of water 
uh, onto basically the opposite riverbank from where Jill from where Jill's blade barrier is, and that's basically going to create like something to block them regardless of which way they go. I am also going to go ahead and put out the. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and summon my fiend, my my dog. Your totally guess. normal dog. You're, totally You're completely normal. normal my normal dog normal that nobody dog. should worry about. Anyone else? Any last changes you need to make? Then I might. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, one minute. That's probably long. I'm gonna prepare an action that when I see the oracle show up. Well, I guess that's not fair because it might be that she doesn't show up first. When I see the cultist show up, I'm gonna cast mirror image. You're cool. gonna cast mirror image. Okay. Yes. So when Jill summons the 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 fiend, is it yep. the dog again? Uh, it is in fact the dog again. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna summon the dog and uh. I guess just kind of look at it and be like, okay, last time was kind of simple. Can you do complex stuff? Uh, the dog looks at you after you say that and cocks its head and you hear a questioning thought coming from its mind. Okay. Uh, can you go over by, and she points to the water wall, behind that? And if any cultists come through, so people who aren't me or Artie or Win or Alviva. Or the bear. Or, or Alviva's bear. And she points to each one of them very deliberately. Or breadsticks, says Win. Or breadsticks. If it's not one of them, attack them. Okay? You receive a mental image of your mind, a question with the unicorn. No, 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 no. Do not attack the unicorn. The unicorn is fine. Do not attack the unicorn. Then the dog growls and takes a position behind the water wall, glowing faintly as liquid fire drips off its naked bones. Okay, thanks. Oh, oh, it smells. It smells bad. It smells like brimstone. Oh, no. It smells like brimstone. Oh, rotten egg dog. Okay, is everyone ready? Yes. 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 Okay, so, the unicorn dips her horn into the well. Immediately something changes. The light around the well starts to glow red. The well itself starts to, like, it's not shivering physically, but there is a... The shiver is more through reality itself. There's a ripple in time, you would say? Yeah, they say a ripple in time saves nine. Ew! Oh no! Oh, the water got gross! The water turns red. Is it supposed to do that? I've seen this with algae before. Seems fine. With that, things start to get a bit funky. At the entrance, way down to the south, you see a hooded figure emerge. She raises her hand and points... You, you can only barely see this through the blade barrier and the water wall. She... Raise her head and points not at you, but at the brazier closest to you. Sorry, closest to her. And a number of cultists run up to it and start to smother it. And the brazier, it grows dim. Now, this is where it starts. I'm going to ask that you do not roll initiative just yet. This will be an experiment. Join me. <laughs> this fight will have three turns per round. The PCs, the enemies, and the oracle. The PCs will go first. You four may act in any order and break up your things if you like. I suggest you talk to each other and cooperate. Then the cultists will have their turns. 
and they'll have simplified turns because I cannot roll that many people at once. And finally, the oracle will go. You now see a number of cultists and recruits and the oracle appear. But the very first thing that happens is that the oracle vanishes. That's not good. Players, take your turn, please. Uh, can I assume that since I had mirror image as a readied action for when they appeared that I have cast it already? You may. Cool. Go There's ahead and burn that spell. A bunch of Alvivas. I don't have to cast I don't have to burn a spell slot because I use oh, my that's right. fancy cloak. Alvivis. Um, I have my guiding bolt goes out to 120 feet. Those cultists are about a hundred uh, about a hundred feet away. Um, so I am just going to let's just start with the first level guiding bolt at uh one of the cultists closest to the brazier. Yeah, sure. You can see that one of the cultists is wearing robes and the rest are just lay people who have joined up. Yeah, I'll go with the one in robes then. Very well. Uh make your attack. Uh do you have disadvantage through the blade barrier? I don't know how am I I we're like elevated, right? Uh, by like 10 feet, yes. Okay. You're just seeing uh, over the edge of the the tower. Uh it provides 3 quarters cover to creatures behind it. Its space is difficult to rain. Doesn't say anything about shooting through it, I don't think. Uh, they are behind it, that's three quarters cover, which means that's a plus five to their AC shooting through it. Well, that's a 25. Oh, that, that's... <laughs> yes, that nice. is more than enough. Please roll damage. Uh, that is 14. Okay, the first cultist uh, explodes. On a first level. Showering the other ones in blood and gore. Well then. That was strong. No, that wasn't. That guy blew up. I'm pretty sure that was strong. No, no, that wasn't strong. There, that that was just a weak ass cultist. I'm not sure they had class levels. I feel a little bit bad. We're just exploding dudes, but you know, needs must. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like popping people like gore balloons. That's not great. Giuliani, you rolled nearly double his health as damage. Okay, so no class levels then. No class levels. These are just guys. Moving along, uh, anyone else want to do things in this player turn? Giuliani, you can still use your bonus action if you want, and everyone else still has all their stuff. I do have a question. Yes? We saw the oracle, did, and so on her turn, did she come in and then cast invisibility? She didn't come in and t cast invisibility. She walked in and then vanished like, uh, like a click of her fingers. Okay. I wonder. Uh, I'm going to try something. I don't know if it's going to work, but let's try it. Basically, I just I just need to get like within 30 feet of where I last saw the oracle, which I'm 150 feet from, from the oracle now. And I'm just going to try this, because I might as well. It's my longest range thing. Uh, where the oracle last appeared, I'm going to attempt to dispel magic. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Uh, just because it says subject or magical effect, and I, I feel like going invisible is probably a magical effect. So I'm going to test it. Might as well see. Give me one moment. You've done something very interesting and you don't even know it. Uh, this is this is very interesting. Ooh. I did it, yeah. High five. High fives all around. Yeah. Mostly to Mackenzie. Unless this ends up being bad for us, in which case <laughs> high five rescinded. Oof. Oh, I'm really sorry, Mackenzie. Okay. That doesn't take. I wasn't sure if it would work. This is why it's an experiment. We're good. Oh, but like... I applaud your attempt, and there is a way you could have done it that would have worked. No problem. Uh, and then for my bonus action, I'm going to activate my cunning action dash and just go back to where I was. Nice. 
And just to be clear, my space fun helmet uh, does have that 60 foot range of light, yes? Yes, I've already activated it. You just can't see it because it's uh, not as bright as the on the map as everything else. Okay, awesome. Because if she gets within 60 feet of me in, in anywhere into that light, uh, I will be able to see her. Yes, oh. of course. So I'm just going to... Um, a longbow is 150 feet. So I think that yep. um, all those cultists are... Yeah, at least the front... Yeah, so I, I can I can reach all these dudes. Yep, all of them except the northwest one are clear. The northwest one has three quarters cover from the edge of the blade barrier. Okay. Uh, I guess you know. Well, I can I can adjust slightly. Like, I don't know. I go over yeah, here. Yeah, go hang out. You can hang out with the with the scary dog. Oh uh, yeah, which I don't like. I look at it and I'm like, I don't like getting closer to you. But needs must. I all feel right, like its tail really should wag. Shot. Nasty. The nasty animal. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a filthy creature. What a nasty boy. Okay, so that is a 26. That absolutely hits. Uh, I won't make you roll damage. They have one hit point. Uh, they okay. collapse and die. Well, then I'm going to uh, take out a lot of these because I have then a feature called Horde Breaker. Where yes, I get you to do. Make an attack of another creature within five feet. Nice. So yeah. I take out the next one. And then I have extra attack, so I can shoot another bow. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm not technically sure if Horde Breaker activates again, but it does say make a weapon attack, and I am making two weapon attacks. Well, let's uh, attack the next one while you work that out. Oh, sure. Once I on each I of your turns. Okay, you can you can kill you can attack up to three of them this round, unless you okay. have more than two attacks. Uh, no, only two attacks. But I got twenty six again. Yeah, the next one dies. Uh, and then I guess I'll also take out this one. So Okay, make your attack. That is... Oh, a 10. Bad roll. It also dies. Okay. <laughs> Jeezy creasy. Hey, Artie feels really bad about killing all of these squishies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're probably just diverting our attention until that oracle lady comes and tries to kill us. Yeah, I don't like that situation, but I don't know what I can do about her. Artie just is going to try to intimidate. <laughs> just yell... Hey, you should run. Hey, I don't want to kill you. You should run. They did just see most of their friends just die instantly. Yeah, they saw their friends die. Guys, intimidation during combat is a barbarian class feature that takes a whole action. It's not just like speaking yeah, as just... a... Huh. Uh, not from 125 feet away through a blade barrier. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Artie's just gonna shoot a fish. Uh, near near the guy, not at the guy. He wants to shoot it, like, right in front of the dude. Okay, well, first, uh, make your attack. That's a 14. Uh, <laughs> a 14. The the AC got bumped up f five times because it's got three quarters cover, so your fish gets chopped up by the blade barrier. He gets hit within the face with a splat of sashimi. That's gonna be you, bro! <laughs> Oops. I appreciate your intimidation attempt even though Gary Gygax won't let you. Gary Gygax won't let me talk. But I appreciate you. Yeah, that's all Artie does. Has everyone used their action and bonus action? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that ends uh, their turn. The remaining cultist looks around at these dead bodies, steps forward, and smothers the light further. What the fuck? What is- what? 
I don't, I, I'm not a fan of them just like wanting to take out the braziers. That's not cool to me. The last thing you see is the cultist pulls out a knife and stabs themselves. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, so they're just fucked up. Then you see the oracle step out and it's like stepping out of, not invisibility, it's like stepping out from behind a curtain, but they're just there. And they point their hand at these cultists and in their place rise zombies. Oh. I knew it. Okay. That's why I didn't want to kill people. I wanted them to run away. <laughs> That's five because you killed five people. Very good. And then you see the oracle walk up in this direction. But then I imagine she goes out of your sight, doesn't she? Yep. Uh, I can still see her. You can still see her? Yeah, just at the edge, just at the edge of the uh, of the light. Yep, just yeah, in the dim light. Too. Yeah. You see her step behind this invisible curtain again. Mm. Players, it's your turn. What do you do? So we've just got five zombies on the field, right? Yes, you do. Well, I can shoot the zombies. I don't know what we're going to do about the... Um... Well, hold on. Like, do we think there's going to be more cultists coming that I should hold off on this for? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not that worried about the zombies. I feel like there might be more cultists coming, honestly. It's mostly just like, what are we going to do about this invisibility thing? Alviva, could you make a quick intelligence check, please? Sure. Uh, would that be a disadvantage because of the talking cat? That's a... Uh, <laughs> it's not talking an ability cat. check. It's a, it's a different kind of check. Oh, call that one out. I got, I got a nat 20. <laughs> okay. Alviva, you realize that those fire arrows you picked up should be able to light these braziers up again. Okay. Do I feel like that would be helpful? Do I get the sense that when I watch the oracle disappear, does it seem related to the darkness? The oracle, dis with a nat 20, I'll say that the oracle disappearing doesn't seem to be related to the darkness. However, the oracle's plans in maneuvering uh, her troops may be related to the darkness. Okay. I get a vibe that it matters, even if we have dark vision. Well, then that's one thing I can do, is I can relight the torches as they're put out. So, okay, that's one of the things I can do on my turn. I will even say that you can relight the torch from the, the nasty fire spirit. I love so this. Desire. It's a, it's a, it's a unlikely friendship of, <laughs> I hate this dog, but this dog <laughs> will light my fire arrows. <laughs> Rudolph was useful. <laughs> oh, no. Is that his name? Rudolph? Oh mm. my god. <laughs> we'll see. Alviva, what do you do? Uh, well, I guess I will take an uncomfortable five foot step to the <laughs> right. Would have been more satisfying if it's left. But... Yep. And as a free action, I get to just light my fire arrow on this horrible, horrible dog. I feel like the dog like looks at you and just still just kind of like breathes like... <sighs> <sighs> like a really horrible bellows panting. Yeah, and I just hold up an arrow. <laughs> okay. And the dog licks it with a fire <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. Corny. Alright, Alviva, could you make an attack Blam. on this brazier, please? Uh, I sure can. That's a 27. Okay. The brazier flares back to life. Yeah! Oh! oh yeah! Oh boy! It's a zombie surprise, everybody. There's a are lot those... more guys now, y'all! Are those the skeletons are. from before? 
Uh, yeah, the the gigantic like two foot skeletons. They sure are. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, that's eight more guys on top of the five we had before. That's a lot of yep. guys. That's a lot of guys. I need to be within thirty feet of them to do turn on dead. So. All right. Well, then I think you should just kind of wait it out. Yeah, I think I just I think I need to wait till they get closer before before doing one of those. I am thinking about having Wynn do the I think it's called a fate fate charm. What's that? It is a glamour bard thing where basically you take on a terrifyingly beautiful countenance and if anything gets Ooh. within 60 feet of you you can con uh, command it as a free action basically. Will that work for undead? It works on zombies. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, it's only very specific things it doesn't work on. I'll show yeah. love you in despair. Mantle of Majesty, yes. That one, yeah. Oh, that's cool. 60 foot range, okay. All of them are currently 145 feet away from you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a matter of getting prepared so that I can do that. While the rest of you do that, um, sorry, while you do that, could the rest of you talk to me about your turns, please? I mean, I'm probably just gonna shoot my other arrow, like, I've made one attack to light the torch, and then I'm just gonna use my extra attack and shoot another zombie. Keep it simple, start. That's 25. That hits. And that's 9 damage. And do you eight. use... Is that on uh, the zombie closest to you? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and then that's my turn done. Uh, do you want to use Horde Breaker to do the next one? Oh, that's a good point. Thank you for the reminder. I, I never get to use this thing. It's funny. It doesn't come up very often. Uh, also because I often don't actually use my bow. I'm a bad ranger. Uh, 17. A 17 also <laughs> hits. Cool. Uh, and so that's another nine. All right. Uh, Arturus, do you, do you do anything? Yeah, he's gonna use the blunderbass again, but this time he's gonna aim with an anglerfish. Okay. Oh! Into that cluster of zombies. Yeah! Yeah, sure. Oh, good idea! Yeah, I will get you to roll to hit. The number you roll below 20 will dictate the number of squares you are from the center of that cluster. So that's 18. So it lands here, uh, down to the southwest of them. Fine. Do you detonate it immediately? Can I? I thought it was... I had to be, like, It's within... a bonus action. Oh, oh, it is within 60 feet, yes. But it does pr cast bright light. Yeah. That's Ooh, very good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's making a backup lantern source. The just-in-case light. Yeah. That's a very good idea. I'm impressed. Yeah. I would give you inspiration, but I already gave everyone inspiration for their fucking sick role-playing. Hell yeah. So please use up your inspiration so I can give you more. <laughs> what does that do again? Uh, you get a, a re-roll. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, and I, I can't remember, Anna. Are we doing the you can choose after you roll, like Pathfinder? Yes. Sweet, yes. Okay, yeah, there is now a glowing fish. Sweet. That's... That's all Artie can do right now. The wonderful thing to do. Juliana, have you done anything? This is a uh, bit confusing because I don't have a proper order. I'm sorry. No, I have not. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and put down a spiritual weapon. Good idea. Which is, yeah, a 60 foot, 60 feet away. Yeah, I'm just going to set it like kind of as far away as I can near the blood, near the blade barrier. Uh, so it's kind of like the blade barrier is about between like halfway between me and my and my spiritual weapon, uh, and that's like just about as much as I can do with it right now. And Wynn is going to move forward 
to her uh, 40 feet mark, basically across from Alviva. And first thing she's going to do, are you okay with me using like a bonus action as a regular action? I am not. Okay. Uh, in that case, once she gets up there, uh, she says, okay, this is going to be so awkward. Uh, and she kind of uh, rubs her face for a moment. And then she holds her hand out and she snaps. And as she snaps, there's a billow of like sparking and smoke behind her. And she kind of shifts and moves and she seems to like grow up because, you know, Cacophony was always several inches taller because of her heels. And she seems to like almost grow that height. Her ear almost becomes like this. It becomes solid rather than bitten off. And she kind of gains that Cacophony look in the shadows and like the sparks around her. Uh, but she doesn't, like, fully change. Like, you can even see, like, the sweeping of the dramatic cloak rather than kind of the limp cloak that the wind keeps on her. Uh, and as she stands there, her head raised, she goes, All right, bring it on, zombies. And uh, she prepares herself for when the zombies get close, so she can order them around. Hell yeah. Ooh. Cool. Uh, while you're doing that, Jillian is going to... Uh... <sighs> Shit, what do I have this disposable? I probably got, like... I don't know, a couple of rocks in my pockets or something, right? That just seems like the kind of thing you pick up when you're friends with Artie long enough. Sure. You crack now? You trying to steal my bit? <laughs> no, you've just got shiny rock. You've just got, you just collect shinies and like, look at this neat rock I found. Uh, I'm just going to pick one out. I'm going to uh, cast light on it. And then I am going to chuck it out towards where uh, Win is uh, to just kind of like, Oh, I wanted to try. I want to chug it slightly behind where Wynn is to uh, make her dramatic lighting more dramatic, <laughs> and also give us another beacon. In fact, I can even say you did. You saw her preparing, and you did that preemptively, if you like. Yes, yes. Cool. And uh, as as she finishes this transformation, Wynn reaches for her pocket and pulls out her new wand of magic missiles. Ooh! And is going to point it at the two zombies in the front, and I'm going to expend two of the charges on it. To cast a level two magic missile, so two magic missiles at, at each zombie. Okay, are you within range? Yes, it's within 120 feet, and they are 105 for me. Very well, roll damage, please. So the first one is going to get 2d4 plus two, and then the second one is getting 2d4 plus two, so eight and eight for each of them. Very nice, and that's on uh, these two zombies closest to you? Yes, exactly. Okie dokie. You will see these cultists start running forward. They all turn and embrace the zombies, who immediately turn and slaughter them. What a good party. As in the zombies slaughter the cultists? The, the zombies slaughter the cultists. Yeesh. The opposite would have been good for us. The cultists stand up again seconds later as zombies themselves now. Son of a bitch! That's not good. One of the zombies is glowing. The one that looked like it came from the higher-ranking cultist. Oh, don't like that. And since they only used half their movement, all of them will now move a little closer. The big oracle guards down the bottom also move forward. They start to cram across the bridge. And last of all, the oracle blinks back into existence and moves right up past Jillianda's spiritual weapon looks at the blade barrier and with a wave of her hand casts a spell magic on the blade barrier. Okay. Juliana, what spell level is blade barrier? It's a 6 level spell. Okay, so that is So she's got a she's, she's got a pretty decently high DC on that. Yeah, the DC equals 20 plus 6. She rolled 
insufficiently. Nice. Burn, baby, burn. She steps back behind the curtain. Players, you're up. What do you do? Hold up. Does she step behind a curtain, or can I still see her? You can't see her anymore. Ah. She appears to have... She moves the way someone moves when they step behind a curtain. The world kind of closes around them. Hmm. It's not anything that the Space Fun Helmet would pick up. It does not pick it up, I'm afraid. This is not an invisibility spell. Hmm. Okay. Is she going into a different plane using this this weird worm water? Yeah, she might be. I mean, like, I don't know. You remember how that was, how that shit was fucked up and there's nothing in between everything. Justify to me what kind of check you would make to learn about magic and stuff. Uh, Jillianna would probably usually fa- uh, focus that through religion as opposed to Arcana because that tends to be how she was, like, taught magic to begin with. Yeah, I'll allow that. Anyone else? Uh, Artie would usually do a history check just because he learns about things secondhand rather than firsthand. Sure, that's fine. Wynn would probably go through, like, just straight arcana just because magic and face stuff seems to fall under that and she's an elf focused on magic. Well, not Yes, okay. And Alviva. If Alviva knows it at all, then it's based on just, like, Watching what happens and making a gut check of like, yeah, that makes sense is how that would work. Which mostly makes sense if it's like the natural world, but like, if it, you know, the creature is adapted to do a thing. That's all, that's all she has. She hasn't learned it. It would be a gut check with something like an insight or a perception of just like watching and thinking. Unfortunately, this is about actual knowledge, so it's going to have to be some kind of intelligence related check. Sorry. She doesn't have that. That's fine. (laughs) Unless it's nature. Okay, so I so I got a uh, I got a thirteen on my religion check, and I got a twenty four on my arcana check, which is a crit. Yeah, you got a nat twenty. Well, all of you got over a twelve, so well done. You all have heard of a spell called blink. Ah! It makes you vanish from the ethereal plane briefly between turns. This oh. appears to be a modified version of it that doesn't quite work in the same way. Oh. So she is not invisible, she is disappearing to the ethereal plane. Shit. Now that's funny, because I can blink. I could go fight her on the ethereal plane. <laughs> oh shit! That would what? be cool I... as hell. That would be, cut... that would be pretty dope, actually. Incredibly dangerous, but also super dope. Take my poison knives and stab her in the ethereal plane. Wynn is going to try something new! Wynn's going to try something new? Are you going to do what I think you're going to do? I'm going to, like, hold my action so the moment she appears, I'm going to dispel magic. The blink. Ooh! Okay. Okay, yes. On my turn, well, uh, interesting. Well, I guess I'd have to guess how far away she is. I mean, having made that realization, it's kind of too too cool and badass not to try and blink and, like, shoot her in the ethereal planes. That is what I'm going to do on my turn. Hell yes. Alviva, when you go to the ethereal plane, you don't actually stay there on your turn. You only go there between your turns. I mean, I should be able to see her in the ethereal plane, because I will go to the ethereal plane between rounds. You can see her between turns, yes. Mm. Alright. Too bad. That would have been really fucking cool. You could hold an action basically until she appears again and then, like, tear into her or something. That's what Wynn's doing. You can do that. And Arturos, you could do that as well if you wanted with your Blunderbass. Yeah, I think so. That all makes sense. It might make sense for me, unless someone's going to drop some AoE. 
like my horde breaker is actually kind of helpful for dealing with all of these masses of zombies. Yeah, so, I've got an AoE I can drop on them to slow them down a little. I have shatter, but I'm waiting until after we see what lives from Jill's uh, explosions. Yeah, I think that I'm okay with picking away at these zombies. Okay. And then if people want to hold actions to unleash some, some heck on the... Okay. Oh, unleash some heck. Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and do an ice storm right now on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the on the horde okay. of zombies yeah, yeah. there. Do it. So let's see. Let's just do that at a fourth level, and I can create a little thing. I'm gonna try and get as many of them as I can. Should I try and get the the little guys, or should I try and get the big guys? You think? I feel like the little guys will probably be more susceptible to uh, to a turn yeah. dead when they get closer. So probably big the big guys. guys. Yeah, I the big guys. Yeah, I agree. Also, because I think that like my horde breaker, like I can pop a bunch of little guys. Easier. That's true. Yeah. So I'll do a uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll summon space um, onto the bridge where the three gigantic skeleton guys are. Okay. Let me get some rolls from them. That's a deck save. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's multiple failures, baby! Only one of them passed. Oh, my god, hell yeah! Okay, so Juliana, only one of them passes. Could you please roll your damage? Okay, so that is ten bludgeoning damage, and <laughs> nine cold damage. Okay, so you deal a total of 19 damage to six of these zeds. That could have been better, but it's fine. Um, but that also means that because it's hail that is happening that Jill uh, summons down onto the uh, onto the glade, that uh, also makes the bridge difficult terrain until my next turn. Very cool. Nice. You will also, if you mouse over them, you'll see that they are now badly injured. Yeah. Ooh. It looks less like you harmed the Oracle Guards, and more like you shattered something protecting them. Interesting. Cool. I'm also going to move my uh, my uh, spiritual weapon up and yep. just whack uh, one of these one of these guys at the top of the mob. Do it. Uh, while that's working, I'm going to do my bonus action since my my main action will be the, the one that I'm, I'm holding. Yep. My bonus action, I'm actually going to use my Master of Intrigue, a Master of Tactics, rather, which is a bonus action. I can aid a companion within 30 feet. So um, mm -hmm. for Alviva, I'm going to peer down at those and I... Glance to say, you see the ones that uh, that Jill just hit with that spell? Can you aim for the one that's most forward so that you can hit the that one and the one right behind it? Sure, good idea. And that will and that will give you advantage on your next hit. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, spiritual weapon did seven force damage to one of the cultists in the front. So an Alviva, a twenty-four hits on those on that zombie. Cool. So that is uh, so like like suggested. Um... Aiming first for this one, doing 12 damage. Okay. It looks pretty fucked up. Cool. And then I will use Horde Breaker to target the one behind it, where I get a mm -hmm. 17 to hit. 17 does hit. Okay. And so that is another 9 damage. And then I'll use my extra attack and attack that near death one. Might as well take one of them out. And that is a 15 to hit. 15 does hit. Okay. And that is another 7 damage. Oof. Yes. That just kills it. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Yeah. So this husk zombie goes down. 
Artie hasn't done anything. He's just gonna shoot his blunderbass into the crowd. Do it. Okay. We have a uh, bludgeoning damage. Bludgeoning damage, yes. Which one do you aim at? Bludgeoning damage. Just into the, like, that one. The one closest to you? Yep, sure. Yeah. That's a nine. I don't think that hits. Uh, the zombie opens its mouth and eats the fish. Mm. Oh, or rather... oh, no, I gave it sushi. <laughs> okay, is that everyone's turn? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, next up are the cultists. You'll notice that these ones are much, much faster than the others you've seen. They all run uh, right up to here. To right in front of the blade barrier? Yes, they all move up right in front of the blade barrier. Then the oracle guards move up here. And two of them, they just immediately uh, pounce on the brazier and shatter it. Rude. He's a rude dude. Last of all, the last time you saw Oracle, she was on the other side of the blade barrier. Uh Uh-huh. She appears right next to this brazier. Okay. The brazier closes to us. Yes, the brazier closes to Juliana and Arturos. And the bear. And I can see her somebody dispel magic goes off if it does. Okay. Uh, your dispel magic does go off. Make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. This isn't clear, so I'm going to say that the DC will be 15. Uh, that just makes it. Yeah. So I will not uh, spend my my uh, inspo on that since it just worked. You see the oracle fizzle, and suddenly she... Uh, appears more solid and she doesn't look thrilled about that in fact she lifts up her hands and she lowers her hood and what you see underneath is the face of a very short minotaur yes only about five foot five but it's a minotaur or it would be her horns are carved down to nubs and where her face should be where her whole face and eyes and snout should be is just a swirl of void. I'm, I'm good with that. I was about to ask how hot she is, but I'm good now. No. <laughs> That's a milk right there. <laughs> yep. And she raises her hand. And in a 50-foot radius, which will encompass all of you, including the bear, but not including the dog... You see something change. The small stones seem to lift up off the ground. Your your hair starts to rise around you. Oh shit. And the bear actually starts to fall upwards. Oh bear. Oh, are we losing gravity? You are not, strangely. Oh. Huh. You feel her power and you feel something. And in one last flash of realization from the bear, sorry, not from the bear. From the <laughs> no, I like that. Keep it. Oh no, not again. <laughs> you realize that you are immune to her special actions because you have drunk from the well. Oh, oh, oh. oh shit! Yeah, bitch. So her reverse gravity does not affect you, but it does affect Winifred, the public domain bear. <laughs> Goodbye, Winifred. Who fails its deck save to grab on. (laughs) Oh no, Winifred! Floating bear! Oh no, she's just a lovely black rain cloud! (laughs) She's flung a hundred feet high into the air. Oh no! Oh, she'll never get the honey. 
You just hear a little ping. Yeah, yeah. she she disappears like Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah, she goes ping. Winifred blast off again. Or rather, it's more like she she hovers at the top of this gravity thing, and then the gravity thing turns off pretty much as soon as you finish falling upwards, you fall back down again. So yeah, she goes ping. She goes ping. She doesn't come back down. We don't need to think about that. It's fine. Okay. You've countered my bear. (laughs) So you've countered my bear puzzle. (laughs) You saw my bear puzzle? (laughs) Okay. Players, you're up. Uh, Artie immediately shoots another anglerfish into the darkness where the big guys were. Uh, Where the big guys are. Okay. So... When you attack something you can't see, you make the attack with disadvantage. You're also doing it through a blade barrier, which gives it plus five to AC. Are you sure you wouldn't rather aim at one of the things you can see? I mean, you can also move. You could move 30 feet and then be able to see around, like, in the space between the blade barrier and the water wall, where Berwin and uh, and Alviva are. Yeah. Does the whole disadvantage thing apply like because the last time i already did this it was the same thing of shooting like to try and relight an area that is now dark oh, or no, I guess oh are you doing, doing it like to a... are you doing it to relight yeah. it i thought you meant sorry i misunderstood yeah it's not trying to hit something it's trying to provide light yeah it's just trying to provide light okay yeah you can do that again i misunderstood the question there you go you can now see yay hooray whatever they're doing in the dark they to near us. And your bonus action at all? I don't really have bonus actions. Okay. Anyone else? Do you get do you get extra attacks? Or does it not work because you need to reload the blunder pass? Because I have to reload. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay, so how how's line of sight uh between the blade barrier for this cult? Like if I was gonna do if I was going to try to turn them Seeing and hearing me within 30 feet, is that okay through the blade barrier? Should I try to get clear of that? Let me quickly check what blade barrier entails. Feels like they can see you, given that the wording is that they have, like, three quarters cover, not, you know. That's true. It says nothing about sound. Yes, I will allow you to use something that requires sight and sound. Okay. This is gonna be- this is gonna go bad for me, but that's fine. I'm gonna jump down from the ledge I'm on. I am going to get close to the edge of the brazier. Uh, I'm going to try to get as close to these guys as I can, which I think actually means like, okay, I think if I get right up to the edge of the blade barrier, slightly skirting around the Oracle's like range, I can get close enough to uh, catch the, catch the horde up here. Yeah. Okay. I can catch the whole horde. Um, so I am going to, so Juliana raises her hammer, uh, basically shouts like, I feel like her turn undead is probably a, a word of censure, uh, from like, from the Ethlin holy text is probably some, some kind of like ancient draconic that she doesn't actually know what the fuck it means. Mm-hmm. Since like a lot of it's just written in some old draconic. Yep. And, uh, she is going to cast turn undead. And what's the DC on that? They have to do a wisdom save, and uh, I, that's just my spell DC, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, thank you. Um, then my spell save DC is 17. Okay. Oh, shit, yeah, look at those misses! Oh, my God. 
All of them fail except one. <laughs> all of them except one are instantly destroyed. <laughs> what? Hell yeah. They are all CR1. Holy shit! <laughs> I think, Juliana, that uh-huh. you raise your hammer and it glows with the light of Ethla and you say some word in some draconic language you don't understand. Oh, does she like, can she like bring it down in an arc like she's striking the ground? Absolutely. Do you even want to call it from the sky? Yes. Then you call the lightning from the sky and it strikes all but one of them. And this was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. You killed 10 out of 11 zombies instantly. Hell yeah, Jill! (laughs) Holy shit! Gem Jammer is performed by Annie Creighton, Anna Emmeline, Alexi Peppers, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio Rios, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio Rios, who can be found at V Rios Art on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who can be found at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works, and our background music includes tracks by Tabletop RPG Music. Check out our website at crookedrussiancam.horse or .gay. For exclusive extras, such as Jillian's private diary, Anna's homebrew stuff, and other goodies from our other shows, our Patreon has it all for only a dollar a month at patreon.com slash thegemjam. Thank you very much for listening, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. I finally put up the, uh, the, the calendar that Key got me for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> the hot boy calendar. The, the hot boy calendar. <laughs> uh, and good news, it's February. What, what's February. Uh, I put it in the in the group oh, chat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hot orc. It's hot orc boy. It's hot orc. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs>